All right. Are we on? I'm on. Yeah. I think we're good. Perfect. Welcome to the RDR show, uh, quarantine edition. In terms of uh, the book club, right? We're finally doing a book club. I like it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, baby. <laughs> we have different uh, reading speeds, you know, but we're still in it. Reading speed doesn't matter that much, my friend. Yesterday I was gonna call it uh, call it quit, but I finished a whole book. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, I like more just reading as much as I want to um, until like I get bored or something or I lose interest. So I just read as long as I, I kind of want to. And okay. uh, yeah. Cool. So the book we're going to talk about today is Ryan Holiday's I still want to say a key. I'm going to talk my face. There we go. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So wait, why do you always have a yellow bar on, on my top? So my yours is one of the first editions, I think, but mine is after it became a New York Times bestseller. So that's what it says at the top. All right, fine. So yours. So I got is, this. I got this as a gift from Rose. So <laughs> yours is cooler than mine. I know it is. No, so I actually was gonna get the. He he was gonna autograph his first editions. Uh -huh. He had like uh for and I could have bought it, but I never did because uh. How much? I, it was cheap. It was like thirty dollars. It wasn't even that much. Okay. And I I feel like I should have bought it, but I feel like. For me, it doesn't really matter the autograph. It's the content that matters of the book more right. than the signature. So. Yeah, which is a good segue to the, to the question, like, why are you obsessed with Ryan Holiday this much? Like, for me, I heard of him, right? like, I heard him on Tim Ferriss, on other podcasts. I know who he is. I have his books on my list. But like to be honest, without you, you are giving me this, this book, I probably are, you know, can still not get to it. You know, like, what makes you like it so much? Yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting. So it started when I was um, reading an article from this one marketer who runs this SEO like software, mm -hmm. and um, he referenced the top books you should read as a marketer. Okay, and yeah. one of them was about um, this is when I was going through like my entrepreneurship sort of mindset, and I was reading a lot about that how to start a business. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, one of the books was The Perennial Seller by Ryan Holiday, right? Yeah. And I, I, I was into like when I started getting into reading. So I was like, hey, like maybe I should check this out. So I checked it out and I, I feel like I fell in love with the writing style. It was kind of easy to follow. I really like some of the techniques and mm -hmm. I feel like he related to me and more with marketing and uh, my career interest more. And um, I kind of saw his like, I understand like the way he writes and his perspectives and his metaphors about that. Okay. And I really sort of gravitated towards that. Um, and so I, I did more research and then I, um, I saw that a lot of his other books are more kind of like self-help. Um, but they're not self-help. There's two different types of self-help. There's one that's uh, more like kind of preachy. Mm -hmm. That's more like, these are the top 10 ways that you can improve yourself. Right. Do this, do that. Uh -huh. Um, but his was more, um, introspective. He looks at things in terms of the bigger picture. Like you need to think about it in terms of, um, how this is going to help you out. So right. it's just a little, I, I don't know. That's why I kind of like him. So he brings more value to you, so to, so, so, so to speak, pretty much. Yeah, like I, I definitely understand the way he writes. Um, and I, I kind of connect with that a lot more. And it's, it's very simple as well. It's not like complicated mm -hmm. um, the way he writes too. So. Definitely, definitely. And then, you know, me, like, have you ever taken any philosophy classes when you were at, at a U? I took one at, not at the U, but I took some at Slick. Uh -huh. I took like a semester like humanities and I learned a lot. Um, 
I read um, some of the Stoics and stuff, some of the okay. Greek like philosophers and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I I took three, two two or three philosophy like actual philosophy classes when I was mm-hmm. going to you. Um, one of the things that we always work on is essays, right? Like you're a philosophy major, you you like write essays, and 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 the most important thing is 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 kind of how do you bring up your point? How do you um, what's the term like express yourself in an efficient way? Mm-hmm. Right, and the writing with a big words, writing have like complex writing. It doesn't really make sense because you want to make sure that your point gets to them clearer, right? Yeah. So, um, so definitely, I do agree that right holidays writing side is is like good. So I guess your favorite part is the part that you know he would, um, you know, uh, bring out different examples and different historical figures along those lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like he has really good quotes, really good metaphors. They're kind of digestible. And I like I bookmark them um, in the books and stuff, you know, and I find like my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just for him, like when I like with certain like textbooks, like in school, you would like read and you would need to study, right? Mm-hmm. For him, like I read, but um, I don't like analyze it. It's mostly in my head. Like I don't I don't write it down or anything. And I, like I, I think about it. Um, so it's for me, it's more like um, – it's a different type of reading, which is what I enjoy more, you know, kind of leisure reading and stuff like that. Yeah. So. so it's not like that much like, con- like content rich. It's about, okay, if I can finish this chapter, because his chapters are really short. That, yeah. Now I know that. that it's, it's like give you like a brief understanding. And then sometimes like, you know, it's that it's going to be able to make it make a big impact in your life pretty much. Yeah, like he writes about like in each, I think in his older books, he kind of does it in like his stillness is the key, but he brings up in each section a person that describes what um, the meaning of that, um, you know, um, betterment is, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like Tiger Woods is like he, it was, it's kind of like dealing with sort of trauma and kind of like coming out from it like a better person because mm-hmm. um, Tiger Woods, like he, he went through it, but he didn't really, um, you know, he fell apart. He couldn't handle the pressure. And then when he got like really like famous and he accomplished so many things, like um, he was brought up like differently that he, you know, just kind of fell apart and it was just negative. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that um, I think the whole, you know, uh, Tiger Woods story in the book is under, um, let me see, um, under uh, under part two, right? Under a spirit, right? The domain of the soul. And my my biggest thing is that you know people always say that, right? In diet, in, in nutrition, is that what you put in is what you get out. <laughs> yeah. But, and with him, you know, he uh, he's been you know brought up by by his parents, you know, like you know by his dad, like you know, like you know, training, you know, in like brutal fashion, quote unquote brutal mm-hmm. fashion. He's great. He's a natural talent, and like sometimes like, you 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 just cannot surprise. You know, cannot surprise talent, right? Talents are always going to be risen up to the top if they gave them proper training and proper work work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. But what but what happened is his life was so emptied. Then once you reach the top, he's like, now what? Yeah, I feel like it couldn't. It couldn't really like. Um, he was a really great golfer, mm-hmm. but that was the only thing he was great at, and yeah. like everything else was just like a good father, a uh, good like husband. You know, no, a good person, no. 
because he even said like in the book like it, during dinners he would just leave he wouldn't even say goodbye or when he would leave um his old I think like in college like his old like golfing like team he would he would leave without even like leaving a note or anything like that so it's like it wasn't really good so it's like his inner soul or his inner person um kind of led to his destruction yeah I mean I think it was a way that he was brought up that's my biggest takeaway of the book is that you know like it says in the book right like he was brought up as kind of a prince and a, and the uh, prisoner in you know, like a psychological experiment mm. yeah right? yeah, no. like, you know, yeah with like fame and with wealth I only added to it because um, you know like you're being putting up on top of such like a like a, a pedestal that's um, you know, people have asset, uh, have asset, uh, expectation now, right? Like, what are you going to do next? Yeah. And this is like, uh, like towards, towards the, like the end of the chapter, it kind of tells you where like stillness comes from. And it says, it's like develop a strong moral compass, steer clear of envy, jealousy, and harmful desires, come to terms with the painful wounds of their inner childhood, practice gratitude and appreciation for the world around them, cultivate relationships in love in their lives, place belief and control in the hands of something larger than themselves, and understand that there will never be enough, and that the unchecked pursuit of more ends only in bankruptcy. So it's like if you're not content with sort of what you have now, it's like the more you have, it's not going to fill that like hole inside of you. You know what I mean? It's like that hole is like going to be filled from whatever comes within yourself, right? Yeah, and that's and that's you know come down to both physically and mentally, right? What what do you fit into yourself? What do you, um, what do you see yourself doing in terms of okay, like I'm I'm, I'm getting this done. I'm doing this. Like, what is the value, right? Like, it depends on when when we will ever be full, right? Like, whether we will be <laughs> we will be still. Like one of the things that in the uh, part two, the aspirious section, the, uh, my biggest takeaway is the idea of enough. Mm -hmm. uh, are we are we really have enough in terms of you know uh, lust right lust for things lust for other people um you know um what other people want in business right Repu reputation right the drive and you know when is enough for you when is enough for me right that's the biggest thing you know for a stillness in that regard exactly and i feel like a lot of people they pursue maybe if i have you know, like more, more things, right? Maybe like a bigger house or something, or like, um, like a bigger TV. Um, it's going to like fulfill you, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not going to do anything, you know? Yeah. Right, just a TV. It's like the grass is greener on the other side, sort of analogy, right? Like you think, oh, like it's going to be better later on, but at the end of the day, it's just going to be the same. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And the only person that can change that is yourself. You know what I mean? Like you can't like, uh, rely on different things or other people to fill that um, in a way. So it's like just growing the person. It's natural. Um, it's part of the process, um, just growing who you are and, and trying to be better. Yeah. I mean, self-awareness self is a key here, right? Like knowing what you want and knowing what you don't want. Like that's, that's one of the things that I found yesterday is that I, 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 as I was reading a book, I was not ready to do a podcast on it, you know, Mm -hmm. After I finish a chapter, after I'm, I'm around like 100 something page, because I didn't know what he meant by a stillness. 
Mm -hmm. Right, like that. That world just hasn't hasn't sink into my thinking. I I don't know what he means, right? Mm -hmm. And as I made more progress into the book, I was like, okay, I think now I know what he means by a stillness. Mm -hmm. uh, so so uh, right now, like I'm through with the book, like you are halfway there. Like what what kind of a definition do you think? But uh, what does a stillness mean to you? So 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 far. Um, like stillness to me is sort of being content um, in the moment and not necessarily like worried about like the future or like looking at things in a realistic like viewpoint. Like if something negative happens and that's just part of part of the process and it's like you need to be um, take a step back if something happens like maybe during this coronavirus stuff take a step back actually analyze like this you know it's happening but it's like are you going to react like negatively are you going to like be calm are you going to look at it from a realistic like viewpoint um that's sort of like what being like still is is sort of not you know being affected by the outside world and just kind of being content with um sort of what's happening and who you are right and how mm -hmm. to solve that pretty much yeah like here's here's my thinking on, on this because like when people think about a stillness if you're thinking about like a, like a like a like a Buddhist monk meditating on a mountain top and then not moving at all. People <laughs> mm -hmm. think it's, it's just one motion where you don't move at all, right? Yep. That was that was my thinking on that top uh, subject. But what I realized is a stillness is a dynamic thing and is different for every other person. Um, mm -hmm. So like, I I came up with an analogy. You know, I recorded on a, a, a podcast last night. I I haven't posted yet. I'm probably gonna post it after this conversation. But let me let me run it through you and see if that makes sense for you. Okay? So, okay. soon as it's kind of like blowing bubbles, okay, either through a bubble gum or bubble gum or or through your mouth is is fragile, right? Is 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 malleable, okay. So as we go through life and there is some kind of a windy situation or different air pressure, your bubble are gonna get pressed, are gonna get deformed, right? But the act yeah. of de like deforming is when we are messing up. Let's say I say something wrong to my friend, I say something wrong, I've I, I, I done something wrong, but it kind of applied pressure to the bubble so we become deformed a little bit, right? Now, afterwards, what's really matter is for the person to recognize that and boom, have the bubble come back to it. Yep. To, to his uh, original form, so, uh, so to speak, right? So this whole process of a stillness, I feel like it's just more about stretching and unstretching, right? Knowing what's going to happen, learning more about yourself, learning more about me, and then boom, we shrink. We're back to the old, old form. I would go from there. Yeah, no, that's that's actually like a good um, analogy because it's like, in, in like in life, you're gonna get like a lot of stuff thrown at you, you know, at different points in your life. Maybe now it's different from when it's gonna be later, but it's like, how are you gonna sort of adapt and get back to that place where, um, you know, it's it's you're sort of unbothered by it. You know what I mean? You're not gonna get destroyed by it entirely. Yeah, yeah, and then the bubble is like uh, you know is uh, agile, right? Like you like you need to dock the trees, you need to dock the leaves, you need to dock the cut the the dogs, the cats. You you need to avoid them. You need, you need to uh, avoid human beings, right? So you don't mm -hmm. talk. Right? Once a person that get tested by real life and then they stretched, 
if they don't pop back, then the bubble is gonna burst, right? They don't yeah. have fairness in line again. So it's that motion that's really int interesting in regards of what does stillness really mean in, in, in this case, so. Yeah, well, what I find interesting, it's, it's, I think at one point, it does, yeah. One, one point in the book, he, he mentioned like, stillness is not gonna come to you like some in the middle of the night or like during a certain time of the day or a certain time. Yeah. It's something that's, you know, you have to sort of like practice and mm -hmm. learn from and get better at. It's not something that you're going to be in Zen mode because mm -hmm. they kind of like go back to the, the old school way of like, oh, stillness is like you imagine the monk meditating in the mountains or something mm -hmm. um, with all the clouds and everything. That's what you have in your head. But that's not necessarily true. And I kind of agree with your point that it's different for everybody. Everyone has their own form of stillness. And you just have to keep practicing at it. And I actually like um, highlighted this part in the book. It says, do not mistake the pursuit of wisdom for an endless parade of sunshine and, and kittens. Wisdom does not immediately produce stillness or clarity. Quite right. the contrary. It might even make things less clear, make them darker than before the dawn. So. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a moment where you're going to be like, oh. Like I'm still like I'm in I'm in Zen mode like I can I'm like enlightened right now <laughs> exactly you know like you know everything like you feel like you know you can take on the world I feel like it's something you just gotta practice for every situation right yeah definitely it makes sense I mean the biggest thing is that uh, you know recognizing that like that's that's kind of like, like the biggest takeaway for me um, it just you know like how how do you define it and hopefully after you know you read a book you can have your own definition of it, right? Like you have this applied to like your situation. And sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's exactly sort of like, I don't know, I think he just writes pretty well. It's not the most complicated and it's, it's sort of easy to digest. And in a way it's like going back to like why sort of like the author, I think it's just more like, um, I think it's just stuff people like to follow sort of kind of similar to like why people follow like religion or something. It's like they want sort of guidance mm -hmm. for, from something. Right. But, but the thing is, is cause I, I kind of want to draw like a clear distinction. I talked about it on the podcast last night is that there's a difference between religions and a spiritual, mm -hmm. right? Like they are, they are same in some ways, but like people say I'm not religious, but I'm a spiritual, right? People say that, and I think that carries some weight to it because being religious, meaning that you somehow, you have to be a spiritual, right? Sort of believing there's like a higher being or whatnot, right? Like the almighty God or whatever you believe, <laughs> right? Yeah. But being a, being, a, being a spiritual, I think it's a better way to go for me because I'm, I'm not religious at all, is that for you to have the idea of being humbled, right? being something that, okay, there might be something out there that has um, more power than us, than human beings, right? Like yeah. similar to the whole, like, you know, the ET situation, like aliens, like it would be nice for me to not believe that there's not aliens. Maybe we haven't tested yet, but are you saying that in the whole, mil in the whole mil uh, Milky Way, we're the only, living and breathing organism in the whole Milky Way, in the whole universe? Probably not. Yeah. Right? So it's that idea of, okay, I need to be humble. I need to be recognizing that there's always going to be somebody better than me at this certain There's always going to be some kind of a, you know, I don't want to say God, but, you know, some kind of a higher power 
Mm-hmm. That I can look like, like I can look down on me and make sure that I'm okay. Like in Chinese culture, that that might be my grandparents who have mm-hmm. now passed away. They they probably look at me right now. I kind of look like, what are you doing right now? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and like it's a mindset is actually really really good in in that regard. Yeah, and I think it's like everyone needs that sort of um, like. Um, something they sort of find meaning in their lives you know what i mean because it's not they're just going to go crazy like are you just here to procreate uh reproduce and like you know that's it mm-hmm. or it's like is there deeper meaning within your life that you need to like find maybe just for yourself you know yeah so <laughs> yeah it's good man it's some good stuff um i don't know this is obstacles the way and I got this from New York, from the, from the uh, what's that bookstore? Strand Bookstore in New York, like one of the biggest bookstores over there. Mm-hmm. And I bought it used because um, I like, um, this is the second book I got from him, The Obstacles okay. Away. Yeah. And then I heard him from podcasts and I was like, okay, so I had a book list and I was like, I'm going to get um, these books eventually. And uh-huh. this book was on, on sale and I was like, oh, I'll just buy it. This one from Portland? No, this was from New York. Yeah, this is from New York. The one that I got yeah. from Portland was another book. Yeah, I just yeah. Got, uh, got a Kindle version of uh, also it's a, uh, it's a key. So uh, yeah, it's good. Away, so it's it's that one's pretty good. It's his first one. I actually um, it's different. It's more about like um, going through um different obstacles in your life and how to mm-hmm. like overcome them and learn from them and stuff. And it's yeah, like one good. thing that you know like be. Before I read, as soon as it's a key, I have this question: like, why would somebody is kind of like you know young, like millennial, ish, like thirty? Excuse me. Why he is so into a stoic philosophy? Like, I, I, I would, like I don't get it. Like before I read his book, right? Mm-hmm. And after I finish, as soon as it's a key, I think I know. I think the reason is is that um, there's a lot of saying, right? Like in Asian Chinese or Asian Greek or Asian. Uh, whatever, like a Stoics, right? You know, Seneca and whatnot. They were saying something that can still be applied to today's world, right? Even yeah. though they don't have smartphone, even though they don't have car, they don't have uh, electricity. But this kind of like a human nature, a human human interaction with the world that did, that didn't that didn't change, right? Maybe they're experiencing the world, like, you know, Asian Chinese or Asian Greek time different than us, but the way of their perception is so human perception. Yeah. Right? I think that's why I think he's drawing into that kind of a point of story philosophy is because of that. Well, that's at least how I feel. Too. Yeah. And, and it's pretty interesting. Like, even though that was written like, like hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. it's like the humans back then are like the humans now is that they went through similar thoughts, like feelings, like anxieties, um, similar mindsets so it's like i feel like a lot of that stuff he just makes it digestible and easy to understand in the book you know because i i don't really like reading old uh, historical texts you know that's not really my thing kind of bores me you don't read the the bible how do you not read the bible (laughs) i read a little bit but it's like it's like you know you know what i mean right sorry what it's just easier to understand and stuff at the end of the day that's true and i feel like it's um those like all those philosophers and all those like things they went through and they wrote about it's like that is being translated differently and Mm -hmm. so 
a lot of people connect with it. Like the one MMA fighter dude, the Sugar Sean, the 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 one dude that uh, that has a Patreon and everything. Like he reads uh, Ryan Holiday, and I had no idea he read it um, until like after, you know, like a couple months after, like I, I followed him and stuff. Yeah. So it's like um, I don't know. I think it's cool. It's more like a. It's more modern. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a modern take on on this kind of a situation, and hopefully, like after you read through it, maybe we can assign like a different more chapters. Like you know, because my 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 favorite section of the book hasn't uh, hasn't come yet. Like it was, it's, it's okay, but there's there's a lot more to it after that. So oh yeah, no, I bet. I uh, I read the, I think it was an obstacles away. There's something about Abraham Lincoln. Uh-huh. And it's so good. That's my favorite chapter of the book. And I love Abraham Lincoln. You know, yeah. like uh, it talks about like he like during I think the Civil War, he had to like go through so much like adversity and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he had to be like um, confident in what he was doing and in control of what was happening around him and stuff. And that's what sort yeah. of won him the war in the end. So it's, that was a really good chapter. And I like um, the what's it called? The John F. Kennedy chapter is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. The first one. I know there's another one in there mm-hmm. that yeah. talks about his uh his downfall, right? Right, right. Should we should we uh assign more chapters? Do you want to keep on going? Sure, yeah. All right. My favorite part is uh, probably probably the uh, Winston Churchill uh example. Mm. So right now you are what like one. Um, page I'm 99. 99. Yeah, 99, 100. Okay. You want to do another tw- uh, 20 pages or something? Yeah. Yeah. To where? Uh, 134. That's too, too much for you? It'll probably take me a few days. Okay, then 126. I can do 126. Yeah. I usually, in one sitting, I read like 20 pages, if I'm being yeah, honest. I think, 10, I 20 think pages. One, 126 would be good because the last chapter is talking about the idea of enough. Right? Like, mm-hmm. when, when would you have enough? When would you have, you know, enough in terms of physical stuff and, you know, spiritual stuff along those lines? And that's the thing. I feel like people, they don't know what they want. And that drives them crazy. Like, what's your purpose, you know? But it's like, just be content with what you have, right? Yeah. That's not saying don't work harder for, for things later to make yourself in a better position and have mm-hmm. more things, but mm-hmm. it's like those things are not going to fulfill you um, in your life. You know what I mean? How do you know if you had it enough if you don't know what you want to have? <laughs> it's like me like eating, like, you know, seriously, like me like eating, like, you know, pizza. Like, I want pizza. So I want 10 slices. That's, that's enough. Then if I don't know what I want, I could be, you know, dinner time. I I I could be having ice cream for like, yeah. <laughs> for the longest time. I'm just like, yeah, like, do you do you really want one ice cream or do you want pizza? Mm-hmm. And most people they can yeah. answer that question. Like I've I've been listening to uh to uh Gary V. Like he has this mm-hmm. new like tea tea time. He does two hours of Q and A every single morning. Um you know, of people asking him questions. And it was really interesting to see how much people, they don't know what they want. Yeah. And Gary's you know, pretty good. Yeah, Gary Vee is like, you know, like over top is that like, you need to do this. Like, who cares what, what people think? I agree with He's, all of that. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead. He's a little preachy. He's a little preachy. Um, but he has he has some good he has some good stuff. Some good Yeah, I mean appreciate one ideas. People, like it's it's fun to see because I, I I take Gary V's advice, you know, in the form of podcasting right? like, that's why we're still doing that. That's why we're still doing um, I'm doing a Chinese podcast right now, right? It's the same thing. But the thing is is that um, people say, okay, cool, like, Gary, how how do I do that? You know. I think, remember, I was uh, va- uh, vacuuming my floor, cleaning my bathroom, and I heard this lady saying, you know, like, Gary Vee, like, you know, like, like, the cells are down, but like, I know you want me to post, but like, I post it, but like, I, I, just, I just don't, don't feel like if, if, if that's what I want. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. You know? So I recommend you check out, like, a couple of the tea time with, with like, Gary Vee. He took my name. He took my freaking podcast name. It was tea, tea, tea time with Gary Vee. And then you can see what I mean. But like, you know, he's been good. He's probably value to the world. Like two hours of Q and A every single morning. So, we will see him. So, yeah. It out. Um, that sucks. Yeah, the tea time. Well, it's a pretty common like term, you know. That's true. That's true. But it sucks. That's fine. But he is. He is. He's doing well with it. So. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it's Gary V. He has a huge following. Yeah. His online presence. It's like if you talk to anyone that knows sort of entrepreneurship, um, something like anything that follows anything, they're all gonna know Gary Vee. You know, he's one of those guys. Yeah. But better. then once you get to know people better, they're gonna know Tim Ferriss. They're gonna know like Ryan Holiday. They're gonna know like all these other people. And it's like if you know just Gary Vee, then it's like, uh, you know, I don't really want to like. I don't think you really know what you're talking about. Like you're in the right mindset. But I it's totally like, agree find wow. like like tim first he's a he's a great man he he's really really like a smart dude and um i think he's better than gary v in my opinion yeah i i i totally agree you know it's, it's it's not far off right like the thing is is that people like the hype people like to hear gary you know swear and you know like like nobody fucking listen to you you know like you know you shouldn't care about any other people and like people like people like that Mm-hmm. But how many of them is going to follow through? And Gary Vee said it himself. Is like, I know that 99% of you will not follow through with my advice at all. Right? Like, yeah. Then, then, then the following, it, like, it makes people, they make people feel good. But after that, they go back to what they were doing before. Yeah. And I feel like, and I have nothing against people that post like, um, like quotes. Like, like, I like when you post like your book excerpts and like stuff from the books because it's like you're actually reading it and you're actually digesting it oh you but read I, book quotes nice i always read them i always read them oh, um yeah. but it's like when people just put like um take a picture or screenshot a quote from the internet and they post it online and it's like that gives them like motivation i find that kind of cheesy <laughs> in a way because i'm like if you're really getting like these like inspiration from this but at the same time if you're getting inspiration from that, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Like, that's that's good for you. But yeah, it's but like... how much of that is, like, genuine, though, right? That's, that's Yeah, like, it, don't you want to learn more? Don't you want to, like, dig deep and, like, know about, um, like, think about that, internalize it, kind of make it a lifestyle, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just find that, like, I want the holistic view of it. I'm not just going to take some advice. Uh, maybe that's why I like Ryan Holiday because he's very like a genuine person. He's a good person. Mm-hmm. And so um, I like how he writes. So I'm going to support his writing style. 
and stuff. And like he was that, actually you know? living the same thing. Like I, I think he lives on a farm or something. I saw his yeah. Instagram yesterday. I was like, "What? You really live on a farm? That's cool." And I think that's cool because it's like he wants to. Um, maybe a lot of people strive to that. You know, the farm is like very quiet over there. Yeah. Um, it's very peaceful. It's it's away from like society and stuff. Think, um, it's it's cool. I like it. I think yeah. I think part of the Gary Vee is what he is because he's he has his office in Manhattan, <laughs> right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it's like it's like you know like if you are if you are a environmentalist if you like eat meat or if you are a meat eater or if you are a burger lover then I don't believe that you are a environmentalist. Same yep. thing, right? Like you know, it just. You know, if you're not um, like, if you're not vegan or like or like veggie, then or or you know a plant based, and you don't have to talk to me about saving the environment because you don't know that much about that anyway. No, anyway, no, definitely agree. That. Definitely agree. There's only people lie. You know, people. I feel like people want to have a persona or a personality type, um, and then everyone should because everyone's like an individual and unique. Uh-huh. But it's like. I, it's like if you're like um, all about sort of what the internet's telling you to be or follow, mm-hmm. how to look, how to dress, what to wear. It's like that's not. It doesn't matter, you know. Just be yourself, you know. Yeah. If you like wearing whatever you like to wear or liking whatever you like to like, then it's like there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was. But you shouldn't get AirPods. <laughs> no, no AirPods for me. Well, I'm I'm gonna drop a G and a half on the freaking uh, iPad Pro. Okay, you should be happy about that. So, well, yeah, I mean, but that that's something that you like, you know, and it's a good sure. product. Sure. You're not getting it just for the brand name too. You're getting it because it's like it's holistic. It's like um, it's a great you know OS system. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally get that. I mean, it's funny like when I was was la- uh, launching the uh, my Chinese po- uh, podcast on this app. Oh, that's Himalaya, right? Like both my parents are on there and they're listening to like, you know, classes and audiobooks and lectures and whatnot. And then for the first first little bit, like every single time I post on there, like maybe it will be a, a Chinese version of the book review, right? That's what I released last last night. In the beginning, my parents are like, Kevin, like you need to you need to think about this, you need to think about that. So like because all the classes on there, they're all like this. They're like sitting up straight, right? They're like, <laughs> they're like reading a book. So Ryan Holiday saying that based in beauty uh, is important because on Wednesday morning, February 23rd, 1944, Anne Frank climbed up the attic above the attic, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they know, right? And yeah. Then what's, <laughs> and then what's funny is that I told my mom, like, that's, that's not my style. Right? And yeah. Then, and then I sent them a clip of, uh, of a Joe <laughs> Rogan. Yeah. This is the clip of Joe Rogan just on the uh, on the uh, audio form. They are literally discussing the, like the difference between Fritos and Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan That's hilarious. Says, you know, like like a Cheetos, like you don't get any of them. You just like crunch and nothing. And the Fritos actually mm-hmm. give you the crunch. And then they're actually yeah. doing, <laughs> they actually do it. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. I said, oh, it's, I turn on the mic, and then mom was like, oh, mom was like, hey, that's the sound that, that I want to do because it's like me, you know, like, I don't want to be sitting out straight and doing this, you know, talking mm-hmm. about the book, and then... And it's then, not yeah, cut and dry. Yeah, like, that's that's not how I want to do it. But, 
Now they get yeah. it after that 20 episodes. So. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's different, you know, just um, especially like how you're raised and stuff in your culture. Like it's, it's different how people are and sort of what they like and how they're raised, like the nature versus nurture yeah. thing. They are, they are not exposed to, to what does the whole podcasting world is, right? Like Chinese, like Chinese are weird, like we are banned in, in like China right now. Um, every single uh, Western podcast is banned in China right now. You cannot, you cannot listen to Joe Rogan, you cannot listen to other stuff. So they never seen it. And then I was like, yeah, like, this is the kind of form that I want to do. And then um, that's why I think there's a niche in the Chinese market for this type of conver- conversation. So uh, that's what we've been trying to do, you know. Makes sense. No, makes sense. I mean, um, everyone tries to adopt um, sort of like a, a Western style, you know what I mean? It's very popular and stuff. It depends. It depends on it, what you what you what you think about it. So, yeah, it's not. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's like it's like it's um a lot of thing is inspired from that, or they take away like a lot of stuff from that. Like everywhere, like in Peru, you know, it's like like when I was younger, when I used to go to Peru, completely different, different custom, different lifestyle. When I went like a few years later, when I was older, it's very similar to the U.S. They, mm-hmm. they it literally is they just speak spanish you know what i mean mm-hmm. into the same stuff it's it's super interesting you know like the internet's definitely changed the world um it's crazy man yeah absolutely cool <laughs> i think we're here i think we should put a pause into this podcast no not bad i think, I think I so like discussion today so what yeah there's so there's so many good parts there's one that's called follow the process and mm-hmm. obstacles is the way and it says no matter where you are you just need to follow the process no matter where you are in your life you got to go through with it and you got to like do it and this really helped me when i was working i think at osmond mm-hmm. it's like when you're i'm working and all i'm doing is like spreadsheets every day but i have to follow the process because if i do this i know my next position or my next thing i'll be even better you know what I mean? And I'll have like yeah. um, different responsibilities and stuff. So it's like. Yeah, it's like cooking, right? Like how, how would you expect yourself to, you know, be a good chef if you don't have good knife skills? Yeah. Like knife skills is a menial. I, like I get it. I, I don't want to be chopping, you know, like carrots all day, every day. But that's part of the fundamentals that you need to do for you to get to somewhere better. Yeah. You have to realize that, so. There's this one that says, do your job and do it right. doesn't matter what your job is. Just do it and um, do the best that you can do of that job, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool. That's all. That's all me. I'm all holidayed out. All right. I'll holiday out. Perfect. This is Kevin signing off. This is cool. This is Joffrey signing off. All right. Have a nice day, guys. And record.